Hi guys, here I am, lad and dad, away days podcast, um, European edition, Real Madrid away, Champions League semi-final. Um, I'm here, you can hear a bit of background noise, I'm here at the uh, Malaga airport, it's just the lad away, the, not the lad away days, the dad away days. The ladder way day is going to be Brentford away, I think, because we, we managed to get one ticket for that. So now he's going to go to that because uh, he's just started his new job, so he's not been able to come to Real Madrid. But when I get back home, we're going to do like the second part of this and we'll probably talk about the, uh, the TV reaction, how it looks on the TV, because when you're in the stadium, um, you're so high up in the stand that it's like watching a... The game play out on a Sabuti, on the old style Sabuti old table with little men with little round sort of balls on the feet. <laughs> it's really, really weird watching it. And the view I had last night wasn't great because having to look through netting. But a bit about the journey there, really. Um, I managed to get a flight to Malaga and then a flight first thing in the morning from, um, stayed overnight in Malaga. Flight first thing in the morning from Malaga up to uh, Madrid. Then met Martin. Um, he'd gone to Alicante and got a train up. I mean, some people can get trains from like Malaga, Alicante, Barcelona, or you can fly. I mean, I paid a little bit more. It only takes an hour, 60 quid on the, on the plane, as I think it might be about 20, 30 quid on the, on the train. And trains run a lot easier. I mean, Martin's got experience of trains in. Uh, in England and I mean I've not used trains for ages because they tend to be un- unreliable um, especially with the strikes at the moment in the UK um, trains just not running at all getting cancelled so it was easy to get a flight from Malaga and then I've just got a, um, a flight back from Madrid to Malaga so through the night spent a couple of hours at uh, Madrid airport from sort of midnight Got the flight at half six, and actually the flight coming back to Malaga. When it gets to Malaga, it goes back to Madrid, and that was a flight I got two days ago going up to Madrid. So uh, done it sort of reverse journey, but it, it originates in Madrid and comes here to Malaga. Um, so I did that. I stayed overnight in, in Malaga in uh, the night before the game, and like I say, got the first train to the airport to get that really early flight up to Madrid, uh, met Martin who had a hotel um, for the night before the game and the night of the game and he managed to generously sort of say I could use the room but didn't really want to go to sleep, I just needed a shower after the sweaty, I mean it's really really warm in Madrid, it's been like 40 degrees, I think it was about 45 degrees at one of the bus stops, you know they have a temperature gauge within the time on it and it was 45 degrees, I mean that might have come across not so much in the way City played last night during the game. Um, but I did look at the temperature last week, it was 31 last week. Somebody said to me on the, when we were getting on the plane in Manchester coming to Malaga, must have been Spanish, he said, um, in Malaga it's been the hottest April they've had in, since records began. So obviously Spain, is unlike England, it's been a, had a bit of a, a like an Indian spring, <laughs> it's like an Indian summer, but obviously the heat is coming here to Spain a lot earlier than normal. England, it's just been raining. I mean, I ride my bike to work every day. I've not even had shorts on yet. I put my shorts in here in Madrid and my legs are like milk bottles. 
But uh, yeah, we had a great day with, with Martin. Martin in the morning from once I got into Central Madrid, dropped me bag in, the, in his room. Um, then we went out, got some tapas for dinner, then met, met um, some of his friends from his supporters club and did a tour of two or three bars. Um, and obviously, as you, as, if you do do that and you do the drinking all day, you do tend to get worse for wear as it gets to the game. Because you don't realise the game actually kicks off at nine o'clock in, in, over here. Um, even though it's, uh, they're only eight o'clock in the UK, I mean, wherever you are in the world, obviously it's different times. And, but here it's, it is quite late, so if you're drinking, you usually end up going to the game at, the, at your normal time, about six o'clock, thinking the kick-off's eight, and then you get there, and there's, there's people are just starting to turn up at the stadium. But uh, we, we got the uh, tube up to the stadium and then got a bar got in a bar opposite the ground full of Madrid fans and obviously more and more City fans were coming in so they all, all had a drink I just, I just had a quick quick coat just to try and hydrate myself I did have a couple of beers probably one beer more than I normally have um, but we went in one bar and we said oh talk and they had big beers and they were they were like the Steins that they had in uh, Munich I thought it was in Munich again it was a Pint and pint and three quarters, 1.75 um, pints it is. And that's that'll do me for about a week, let alone after, after having uh, two or three drinks. But yeah, um, people do stand to get a bit worse for wear, and then obviously in Spain, the police do have a reputation of being a bit heavy-handed if you do get become a bit rowdy. Um, so queuing up to get into the stadium um, can be a bit ropey if you're in the wrong place at the wrong time so I like to get there early get in the queue get your ticket checked there were ticket checks on with names on tickets had to match your passports some of the people checking the tickets were saying the, the not the name was wrong but the name was actually wrote in the wrong type of pen so they were having to go and try and sort the ticket out and get in I mean hopefully them people in front of me that were sort of refused entry, entry first got the tickets sorted out but um, yeah you get in there then you have another couple of like rub sort of pat downs of, of what's in your pockets you know taking like glasses cases out and mobile phones and then police there the police are there with the dogs dogs are barking at you with masks on it's it's quite intimidating you know and nobody's smiling at you you know you sort of say hello to the police and the stewards and they're just so grim faced you know, like, I don't know, I don't know what it is with the mentality of them. You know, if you, you do that nice policing where you're sort of a bit friendly, you know what I mean? It keeps the uh, the atmosphere down. So they're riling people up straight away with the, their attitude to everybody. But, uh, yeah, you end up going up the spirals. We're up there on the fifth level um, behind some netting. I mean, we had a reduced allocation because you're still actually rebuilding the stadium. They've done all the outside of the stadium. They've put like, I think Martin was saying it's going to be like um, the Alliance Arena, so where they can colour it with lights. Um, but I mean, it's going to be fantastic when it's done. They've done that. They've done the um, the roof is is ready. They're still doing bits and bobs on the inside. So when it's actually going to be ready, if you notice when you if you did watch the game behind one of the goals, um, they're still sort of tarpaulin. And that's been like that since he started doing it. So I don't know when the actual completion of the stadium is. 
Um, but when when they do do it, you know it's going to be a fantastic day. Hopefully they'll have a Champions League final there, and hopefully we can get to that one. And uh, hopefully not play Madrid in it. But uh, it will be interesting to uh, to see, like say, the stadium when it is finished. Um, talking about the game, I thought the game was was weren't quite as good as last year. Though, I didn't think um, they're a stronger team. They've got Rudiger at the back. Stronger defence than they had last year. Camavinga, the midfielder, playing left back, created their goal. Obviously, the atmosphere is pretty good at the beginning from their fans, but they did go quiet because, like Pep did say, we actually did have. They had the better of the game. Um, we had the better of the game. They scored, then they had the better of the game. In the second half, and we scored virtually both goals against the runner play, but sets it up nicely for next week um, at home at the Etihad. Hopefully we can do what we did last year and beat them. Maybe beat them a bit by a few more goals than we did last year. But take anything, a one-goal win will do, and that will send us to Istanbul or whatever the final may be after the uh, if the Turkish elections go pear-shaped and uh, they have trouble over there. There is talk of moving the Champions League final, even at such a late stage, even though it will only be two, three weeks before. But um, we'll wait and see on that one. No point in discussing that until we actually win it and get there. Um, but you've got to be, you've got to do a bit of forward planning. So people are looking at routes and how to get there. But like I say, we'll cross that bridge when they come to it. But uh, yeah, the Fox City played played really well. Um, you know, we, we sort of kept them in check. They only had a couple of long range chances. You know, good save from Edison from Benzema's header. Second half because. At 1-0 down, you're thinking this could be 2 or 3, but in the end we pulled it back, managed to get the draw and set, like I say, sets it up nice for ne- next week. Um, you know, the City fans in great voice. I mean, you might have seen on Twitter, if you watch the BT coverage, um, Real Ferdinand gets a lot of stick for his comments about City. Obviously, he's, he is a United fan. I don't, you know, I don't begrudge him that, but when you're watching European te- English teams in Europe, Surely you should be supporting the English clubs. I mean, I know when I was a kid, when Villa were in it in 81 and Liverpool in the 70s and the 80s, um, not so much United when they were in it in the 90s, but definitely English clubs, in, even in the UEFA Cup and Cup Winners Cup, we always wanted the English teams to do well when you're watching it on TV, you know, especially if they got to the finals. But, you know, because one day you were hoping it'd be you and they'd give you the support, but BT, for some reason, just do not like City doing well in Europe, whether it's a money thing or what, I don't know. Again, but I, I can only really put it down to pure racism. They just don't like our owners and where they're from. But that's uh, you know, that's just an ongoing discussion with, with all football fans. I think jealousy just comes into it because, like you say, City actually going to Real Madrid and actually maybe not putting them to the sword, but competing with them. You know, it's little old Real Madrid, you know, 14 time winners of the European Cup, the Galacticos. You know, they started all this buying these great players. You know what I mean? And we're City are just doing it better at the moment than any of them. But uh, we need we, we do need that Champions League on the board. Obviously there's talk of the, the T word, the treble. At the moment I'd take anything. If you'd give me one trophy, obviously I'd want the Champions League, maybe even over the Premier League, but I'd even take the FA Cup if you were just offering me one. 
at least it'd be a chance to beat United and, and not lose to them because that that possibly be the worst day ever. Um, if that goes pear shaped that day, but all we can do is take it one game at a time, and uh, we'll see. So what what I'll do? Getting ready to get on the plane now back to Manchester. Should be in Manchester just after lunchtime. Get home maybe. Then when Nal comes home for his new job that he started yesterday from near the airport. Um, obviously we'll have a chat about the game. We're chatting a bit more in depth about it and uh, see what the version was from, from the TV. Because it is good to go and see these games. Like you say, they are at the top of the stadium. It is like watching little Sabuti old players on there, and uh, it it'd be good actually to actually rewatch the game back and see if it looks the same game from the TV angle. But again, even the TV angle in some stadiums can be uh, a bit deceptive. From if you go if you sit on the opposite side to the TV or the opposite end, you know you get a different perspective on the game. But uh, yeah, it's good. So. Getting ready for this flight now, so I'll uh, sign off and uh, we'll have a chat with now when I get back home in the UK. Alright, see ya. Hi guys, Lennon Dad Away Days podcast again. We're in the uh, car, it sounds, probably sounds a bit tinny going to uh, on the way to Everton. Nice sunny Sunday morning. Um, I did say when I did the one from Madrid, I'd speak to Nile on the way back, but he's been been out most nights and we've been a bit busy and not really been together. So the first time we've actually sat down together um, to, to talk about the game and, and bits. I mean, I told you about the, the story of like the day in Madrid and going to Madrid and I sort of said I get Nile's opinion of watching it on TV. So he was sat at home with a dog and uh, with Uwe, our dog, our Cocker Spaniel and uh, his mum watching the game and I know she commented to me that he was scaring the dog by shouting at the TV a, a couple of times and having to apologise because the dog gets a bit jumpy when uh, if there's loud noises or bangs so what did you think of the game then now? I only turned it on like literally the minute before the game because I don't like listening to the pundits yeah um, we don't do that do we? we don't no listen don't to listen to that make your own mind up that's I feel like people who go to the games understand that um, a lot more than people who watch it at all. Um, but yeah, I turned it on like a minute before it kicked off, um, and then yeah, throughout the game, it's just it's just different watching it on TV. It's it's a bit of a weird a weird one, but it, if if it's a Premier League game and watch it on TV, like I missed the semi final of the FA Cup, I wasn't that not that I wasn't bothered about watching it, but I wasn't like engaged in the game because I thought well we're only playing Sheffield United for one and I thought oh yeah we should we should we should win like com- quite comfortably but then obviously this one's a bit different with it being Madrid and obviously yeah, it they, missing, it, missing it the first time and, and then obviously the game the way it panned out we were we were too comfortable in the first 20 minutes so you, you kind of I didn't switch off from it but I was a bit like yeah you know we're comfortable in the game and then after, after they well they started to put the pressure on we sort of relaxed a little bit and started losing the ball so that's when they started to get a bit shouty at the TV and like shouting at, at Grealish when he kept losing well Grealish and Bernardo kept losing the ball because we sort of relaxed and into the game and they sort of grew into the game and then they got the ball and obviously scored that goal and it was like 
you know, only Kyle Walker can have Vinicius in his pocket and he still scored a goal. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's going, oh, Kyle Walker didn't he get a dribble pass yeah, once. It was, it was, but he still scored. Score, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. so everyone's going, oh, yeah, Kyle Walker did his job. Well, no, he didn't because he still scored. Yeah. And, and so, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of them things. And then I was like shouting at the TV a bit. And then I feel like, Everyone's saying we scored when we were when they were on top, but I didn't think they were on top. I just thought it was a quite even game. I didn't, I didn't yeah, think but, they were on yeah. top. It was more, it was more we we sort of like stepped it up a little bit, but we had to scrap in that game. Whereas normally we control yeah, it, that, we control yeah, but, you know everything. What, so. Watching them over the years, like you say, it sounds a bit entitled that about Sheffield United, but I felt the same. You know, it's, you know, no disrespect to Sheffield United, but. They're in the championship. We just beat the, the champions, Burn like six 0 six seven 0 at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we were playing the team that was challenging them really, but weren't quite as good as them. So it was, and we've been in semi-finals before. And I feel the Champions League is, it's like Pep. Not he struggles in it, and people will say he struggles in it. You know, but he knows that it, it is the pinnacle of the gate of the club game. It, yeah. It's so hard it, every single game. I mean, the Premier League's hard game to game. Yeah. Everton today, which we'll talk about in a, in a few minutes, is like a really tough game. But every single game is tough. Yeah. Every, but I feel, every single I, but game. I feel like I feel like going going back to the FA Cup semi final. I feel like the game against Madrid, watching it on TV, was how I felt how I felt when we played United in that semi final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. felt really tense and really like this yeah, is. Yeah. This is so hard, this game. Yeah, Whereas now I'm a bit like, you know, obviously I'm not saying like we should beat we, we should beat Sheffield United. We have to beat them, but I feel like we've got enough to beat them. If you know what I mean. So I'm not entitled. What I'm saying is, yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel like Sheffield. You know, Sheffield United. No, but can other, give us other a game. fans, other fans of other clubs who are probably think, oh, you know, we used to think that United, but no, no. But I'm I'm not going. We should be beating Sheffield United. What no. I'm saying is. I'm quite relaxed yeah. in Sheff- in beating yeah, Sheffield yeah. United. Yeah, yeah, we- I'm not going. If Sheffield United beat us, I'd be like, well, well fair play. Yeah. But like when Wigan beat us in that FA Cup, I felt disappointed. Not going, oh, well, it's only Wigan. We should have beat. Yeah, yeah. I was going, how the hell have we not beat Wigan with all the, the resources we've got yeah, yeah. as players? Well, uh, so I'm not en- I'm not entitled as it to go. Yeah, oh my yeah. God, we should have beat Wigan, or yeah, we yeah. should beat. You know, Knotts Forest or Knotts County because because we're Man City. I'm yeah. going. I'm going. We should be beating them teams because of the players we've got. Like that's what I'm trying to explain to Ricky, the Newcastle fan, is when he buys Isaac for seventy odd million, they should be beating teams like Nottingham Forest. They should be beating teams like, but uh, you know Burnley or you know Everton. Who, who not maybe not Everton, but. You know, teams like are lower in the division because yeah, not yeah. because they spent more money, but because they've got better players. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? I so think, I think it's the that entitled, entitled is yeah. going. We're Manchester United Football Club. We we're the biggest club in the world, and we should be beating everyone. Yeah. So uh, I'm not yeah. entitled. I, I think the thing is that at the moment, at this time with City, it's not like we're City. We're a big club, and we spend billions. I look at it that Peppers. Pep knows exactly how to beat these teams, yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. He, it's that's 
I mean, I, I was saying to a guy the other day when we were going to one of the games, I said, you know, he, he seems to wear the, I always seem to know it's him in the same T-shirt every week. You know, I, I commented, is that a lucky T-shirt or do you think that's your lucky T-shirt? He went, no, I didn't, didn't realise like that. I said, well, people have them things, you know, putting socks on a certain way, wearing the same underpants, whatever. And I said, Pep just seems to have took that out of my mindset. I don't feel lucky now. I think, sometimes I think, oh, when we went to Spurs and I w- did what jumper did I wear because we can't beat them. Yeah, we never yeah, beat yeah. them. What colour jumper did I put on? What underpants yeah. did I have on? Yeah. I'm not putting them on again because let's try something different. And yeah. I think coming on to the Everton game today, you know, you said yesterday, didn't you, about, about your golf, but you just think, is this like Everton when United played them and they drew that was it three all four all four all and yeah. then we went we played after them a month could, could that be like today could City be three nil up Everton pull it back and then Arsenal win today going yeah we think we've won the league but yeah. I, I don't I just don't I don't know well, I mean, that, I mean we, we went we we went there we, we Everton's always a tough game well, put that in put that in context so I was on the phone to Charlotte because I was playing on my own. And I, I said to her, just funny, I had about a 15-foot putt. And I said, if this putt goes in, Everton will beat us tomorrow. Because I've not been putting well all round. And I just hit it. Didn't really want it to go in the hole. <laughs> and it rolled. And it just turned into the hole. And, like, dropped. And I thought, oh, no. So, why obviously, I told that, yeah. So, I was like, why did he actually say that? Because I thought... Yeah, is, is, is that fate that we're going to lose today but I don't think like you say I think Pep's took it out of us but at the same time I feel like um, like today's a tough game and I, and and if if we're going to lose one of these games in the in the, in the the running I feel like this one is probably the most likely one that we're going to draw or lose because it's between the Real Madrid games because I feel like yeah, we have like, always, like yeah. we said to Bobby in the car that time the, the, this game between this game is normally in a normal season would be FA Cup semi-final yeah, so we'd yeah. have to be play a, a weakened side yeah. whereas this year it's been a Premier League game now I said to Bobby if we've got a four point lead we can play a weakened side against that team in the league because I think our second team well not second team I sound like them lot now but our second string players who aren't going to play against Madrid are good enough to be a top four side in the Premier League and that's because of the resources we've got and the team that Pep's built and yeah. also the, the principles that Pep plays to. Yeah, it's the mindset of the players and the principles that Pep, Pep plays because I think, like you say, not just because we're City and we're winning and we've got billions, that's what that's the lazy journalism that you get from the journalists and the pundits. Yeah. But for me... I mean, I really thought at the end of this season, after the, after last season, the way it panned out at the end, losing the, to Madrid. I mean, luckily we lost to Madrid. We didn't have to play Liverpool in the final because we'd have probably been walloped because yeah. the way, you know, we had to, don't forget, we played Madrid last year in the semi-final. We had Fernandinho on left back. Eventually he ended up playing centre-back against West Ham and, and Villa. Yeah. And, and Laporte was our only real defender. Yeah. You know, there was no Kyle Walker yet this season. We strengthened the squad with Alvarez and, and Haaland and and lost Fernandinho, but we didn't buy any, any defenders yet. The defence looks like a brick wall. 
Uh, All right, we've lost Ake possibly for the season. I mean, he said he, he could be back, he might not be, but if it's an hamstring, it's six weeks. Yeah. If it's a calf, it may be longer. So, uh, I mean, uh, company had calf problems when he played and he he, he was missing for quite big chunks of, of his career. Yeah. So, you know, to only lose one real player, I mean, we lost Foden a few weeks ago to appendicitis, which could have happened any time. No, it wasn't an injury. We're so lucky. I mean, Madrid, going back to the Madrid game, it was a bit of a physical battle. You know, a few yeah. players out. Grealish took a knock in the very first seconds of the game. You know, yeah. he managed to run it off. So, but, I mean, how does that affect you long term? You, you play through it a little bit, and then your next game, you have to come off because you're injured, and then suddenly you're missing two or three games. Now, to miss two or three games at the end of the season now, that's your season finished. Because yeah. we've only got half a dozen games to go. Yeah. So it, it, it is one of them, you know, every team knows that. Everton, are, they'll be buzzing after their 5 1 uh, amazing win at Brem, uh, Brighton. You know, Brighton win 6 0 at home the week before, beat United 1 0, and then lose 5 1 to Everton. But is that Everton's good result now? Because they, they, they're near the bottom of the league for a reason, because they can't probably string more than two wins together. So, but that gives them confidence. But for me, again, playing Everton today, I don't think it's Everton. I think it's, I mean, it was more or less Everton the other week when we played West Ham because that was Moyes. Yeah. You now, this this is like playing Burnley. Yeah. You know, they've got McNeil, they've got Tarkovsky, you know, and they've got Dyche. So it's going to be more a Burnley game. And if you remember the Burnley game at, um, at old Turf Moor when Aguero just sneaked it over the line you know it might be one of them today yeah but well you got the Everton roar as well that was one yeah I mean the crowd should be up for it so we don't know the crowd up for it what I mean is what is what is the Everton roar and that that came from when we played them in the in the Eddie Dzeko season when we won five in a row to beat to beat Liverpool again when Eddie Dzeko scored that goal that 3-2 and we I always remember um coming home and watching the thing and it was like the Everton Raw on, on Sky Sports they made it out to be like this fortress that Everton have got yeah, yeah, like yeah. we went there and we beat we only beat them 3-2 that year or 2-1 yeah. was it yeah, I think yeah. it was Pellegrini's year when, yeah. when Navas Navas yeah. scored yeah. so it was like you know one of, yeah. it, it, it is a tough place to go I mean it's all about Goodison Park I don't think we've done one for Everton right? but Goodison Park it is actually the last time we probably might go here because they, they, they technically should be moving into the new stadium next year. So, yeah, next year, yeah, yeah, next year, apparently. So this could be the last visit. So this could be the last visit to Goodison Park. Ever. And it It's a really old school ground. Yeah, There's yeah, no one, yeah. If you it's haven't wooden, been before, wooden seats, you wooden stands. I mean, under, underneath that bit. I mean, we we're under that stand when Gibson scored that that one nil. Yeah, yeah, and that United player. Well, this is it. Any United, United players today, Gibson. you're going to be thinking they're due to a goal. I mean, but. Gibson scored that night, but that was probably one of the best away games I remember going to. Yeah, yeah. We actually, well, we, 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 we just. I don't think it was actually sold out that night either. It was a mon- was no. it Monday night or something or Tuesday? Yeah, it was a midweek game. And it was like, yeah. and it was like dead dark, and we're underneath in that wooden stand, and we're all singing. And yeah, obviously, because yeah. because you're underneath, and there's like pole, there's like a poles in the yeah, way. Yeah, the stanchions in, as well. in the way. Like it's the a very old old it's, it's stand. Proper old school, and like 
it, the sound underneath there gets generated yeah. and then obviously Gibson scored and they're all from, yeah, from yeah. the crowd well, that's like saying Everton always Roll and then, and then obviously we've been to Everton a few times like we've been in the in the semi-final that time when Navas scored yeah yeah uh, that was a good that was a good one yeah yeah, yeah obviously the, the Eddie Jekyll one when, when we scored yeah, was Vieira, yeah. did Vieira score in that game Vieira um, scored didn't he I think I remember Vieira scoring yeah and, and Eddie Jekyll scored with his knee and then come off yeah he injured himself didn't he yeah that game he yeah, scored the, in the first two minutes I think the, the, the only one I remember was, after was, was, did Vieira score in that one where we were 1-0 up and then there was a bad tackle I think it was Rodwell Rodwell yeah yeah. yeah Rodwell yeah, clobbered yeah. one of the City players he might have been Kolarov or someone yeah. and suddenly the crowd just got up for it so the crowd can be, can be influential then yeah. they went on to win was, was it Osman scored a bit of a yeah, worldie yeah, yeah, didn't yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. scored a header or something from like 18 yeah. yards out or a, yeah. he, he chipped it but I mean, you're asking me about, like, Goodison in the old days. I mean, that was one of the games I, I took your mum to. Yeah. No, and, uh, it was a birthday. a good story. Then. Yeah, I might, have, I might have said this on a previous one. No, earlier, I don't think have, no. And uh, <laughs> the first time I ever went was with my mates from school. I think, yeah. I don't know if we got the train or the, I think we might have got the train. Yeah. And uh, walked up to Goodison in, a, in an escort. And then it was a one-all draw, I thought, nil-nil. We were in the paddock behind the goal, which is now like the home fans, not the yeah. not the Gladys Street end. The end. If you're looking on the TV, it's the end to the left-hand side, yeah. where the away fans are now. But the away fans are in the stand where the TV camera is. Yeah. But we were in like a paddock there, and I remember it. It might have been nil-nil actually. People like Acer Hartford, I think that was very late seventies or very early eighties. Yeah. Then we played them in the FA Cup quarter-final. I didn't go to that, but I went to the next one. Um, which was um, when was that? Yeah, the next one was the semi-final, FA Cup semi-final. Yeah, where we beat uh, Ipswich, but the quarter-final was a two-all draw. Again, I did, like you say, I didn't go to that, and then we we beat them at Main Road to get to the cup final, uh, to get to the semi-final, and then the cup final. Yeah, and then uh, the next time I went, it was a League Cup game. Gary Lineker had just signed for him, and the, uh, that was a night game. They, they beat us 5 0. And uh, that night, I think it was your mum's birthday. I'd not only met her, not met her long. I think maybe a year, we'd known each other a year, maybe. And I uh, said, so, Come on, we'll go along. So she met me in Manchester when I worked in Manchester. And then we got the train, like the, the thingy train, and Ended up getting to Everton, we got hammered, and then on the on the bus coming back, we're outside the ground uh, near Stanley Park. Got on the bus, someone smashed the window, and the coppers come on, and they're going, "Oh, window was smashed from the inside, not the outside." Like say, typical Scousers, it's never their fault, you know. <laughs> but even though they're Everton, but the, the coppers, and it was it was smashed from the inside. Bus ain't going nowhere till somebody admits it, and. Eventually, they, they just let us go, but Ever Liverpool and, and Everton in, in them days, like say the 80s, was quite a rough place to go. It was, wasn't the uh, friendliest place. I mean, I mean, Manchester and Liverpool have obviously got the rivalry, not just not just through football, but just being like the North West. Yeah. And the ship, it goes back to the ship canal, but I mean, with Liverpool and City at the moment, you know, the media are trying to build up this Rivalry and social on social media as well, and 
mean, like I say, I don't mind Liverpool too much. It, not too key. I mean, we used to think, well, Everton are like us, and we were in the 80s. Yeah. But since we got that money now, they've just gone, well, you know, but they, Everton have spent about half a billion and, and nearly oh, getting yeah. relegated. So yeah, yeah. you can't, yeah. you know, the, the, the media, is, you've just got to really learn and understand what what's yeah. happening in football. Yeah. You know, football moves on. I mean, Everton have won a lot of stuff. You know, but they haven't won a lot of stuff recently. But yeah. they're still putting money into the club. Yeah. Well, I think Everton. Uh, I met I met one lad on. Uh, I can't remember where I met him now, but he's a Liverpool fan. Um, I think it was someone I used to work with. Her husband came to one of the parties, and uh, he he said, "Are you a bigger club than Everton?" And I said, "Well, bigger in what way?" Because he was like, because I knew what he was going to go on about. And then he said, oh, well, Everton have won more than you. They've, you know, they've done this, they've won more league titles, they've done this and they've done that. And I said, I just said to him, well, so winning trophies, like, means everything then? You know, like, means your history, basically. And he went, yeah. And I went, well, United are bigger than you. No, no, they're not. I went, well, they've won more league titles than you. Yeah. Like and he went, he went, oh, uh, like that. And then he went, well, we've won more Champions Leagues. And I went, and? Like, you know what I mean? He was like, going on about trophies and I said well what actually makes a big club now me growing up my bottom three teams obviously I mentioned it on the first podcast was United obviously bottom Tottenham and then Everton because I just don't like Everton like growing up like obviously we're around 8th 7th 9th 10th for the league title and all the teams around that time were Tottenham Everton and City yeah, I mean, most I mean, of the time so my rivalry with them is and I remember the first time going to Everton was um, I think we went on the train with with Mum and uh, I think Sarah Jane and Mike came as well didn't they yeah, yeah. I, I think Roberto might have even come that day as well but it was like one of them things where like I don't know like going to the ground it's a little bit moody like, because it's an old-fashioned sort of ground as well. Yeah, it's probably like Main Road back well, in the it day. Well, remind, it does remind me a little bit. Of, obviously, Main Road was bigger. Uh, I mean, not not only that, not only the ground, and but I mean the fans and the, the mindset of the fans were it was a bit like City fans of you know before the, the our takeover and when we were at Main like Road the because yeah. because we were like the underdogs in the city. They were the second team of the city. Yeah. We were you know we both played in blue. I mean, I, I remember going back to the 80s and, and I, can't, I didn't actually know the guy, but there was a City, a city fan who, he went City one week, Everton the next week. Yeah. And he, he was a City and Everton fan. I mean, I don't know how, he's, how he goes on now, but, you know what I mean, whether you pick one over the other, but I mean... Well, Ever- Everton, Everton obviously did actually play at Anfield, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, right, when you, so when you look back, like somebody has been putting in, in stories on Twitter, I think, about, like, Everton and how... Yo, uh, I think it's on Blue Moon actually um, City Myths there's a thread called City Myths and it, it, you can write about different you know, stories about City that aren't true or, or possibly are true and like I mean I found you know, something out this, this week like before I think some, in the very early 70s City had actually won more trophies than Liverpool yeah. you know, in the early 70s yeah. And, I mean, we, we always go on about that one city winning more a, a, a European trophy before Liverpool, yeah. which is right. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and there's things like that. You've got to look at, you know, whichever club you want to support, you've got to 
go back and look at their history. Don't just pick a team. You know, if you're going to pick a team today, don't just pick the best team. And if you do pick the best team, or whatever team you do pick, learn about the club. Learn yeah, about yeah, it's how... funny that, actually, because I was speaking to, obviously, my new job. We speak to Americans at, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They come on, and obviously, it's their morning. And we were chatting the other day to this guy called Theo. And he was like interested in the Premier League. He was like, "No way, you go into the game and all this." And obviously, traveling's not really done in America, so they don't really go to away games unless they go on holiday. And then he was like, um, "I went, well, what team do you support?" And he's like, "Well, I like, I like Crystal Palace because I like all the players' haircuts." And I'm like, "You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just, it's just an American thing, really. You know, it's, it, yeah, it's like, that's a new one on me. We, like him players' haircuts, but we do." But we, but and he likes the colours of the kit. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's like yeah. being a kid again. Yeah. And and like, I mean, I said to him like, Crystal Palace aren't really a bad team to, to sort of pick, like because obviously they're in London. You know, they've they've got a decent, probably a decent looking badge for an American, you know, American to like. Yeah. Um, and also like, it, it's quite an old fashioned sort of club, if you don't. Well, from my perspective, but. Also, like like you just said there, learn about the history of it. And then he's like, I also like Wolves. And I was like, that's an odd team to pick. But I said, though, they've got, you know, a decent sort of fan base and a decent sort of, like, history as, as a club. And, he was, and I was like, but like you just said there, I said to him, if whatever team you pick, just make sure you try and learn about them. You yeah. know, like, and try and learn about, like, the... Because I said to I was explaining to him then, like, the identity of a football team... Like Americans don't really do that with their club. Obviously, they support the, the club in their state or the team in their state. Whereas, like, so the, I don't think an identity is actually there. It, it probably is to some people, but not, you know. Like I, I mean, when we go to American sports, like I like Chipper Jones, but that makes me a Atlanta, Atlanta Braves fan. But I'm not. But people are probably if I walk around with an Atlanta Braves hat on now, they'd be like, "Oh, you've only got that on because they won the World Series." Do you know what I mean? Because like, yeah. obviously they went they went poor after Chippy Jones and Andrew Jones left. But so it's like you say picking the best team. But I did pick the Braves. One Chippy Jones was the best player, and also Atlanta Braves at that time were one of the best teams. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to stick with them and learn about the team and learn about the history yeah, of, the, yeah. of the club. Yeah, because I mean, it's going about history and like say Everton there. Like one of the biggest things is Harlan getting his uh, football right as player of the year. Yeah. Obviously, he's on for the record of Dixie Dean, and I mean, I remember as a kid, you know, that was nameless, synonymous with his goal scoring. You know, yeah. sixty goals in a season. I mean, that was for league goals. Yeah. Sixty league goals. You know, that's like impossible. And Harlan's, all right, he's nowhere near the league goals total, but overall goals. I mean, I think Dean got sixty-three. Including the FA Cup because in them in the 1920s there was no there was no League Cup so yeah. basically 42 League games and and a few FA Cup games yeah you know seeing how you go but I mean Harlan's record is just unbelievable I mean the one thing with that and the social media is I can't believe how 18% of journalists haven't voted for him <laughs> but it's, it is an English thing I mean. You're looking at City's Player of the Year, you think, well, okay, probably, because he's played above and beyond. But it's got to be Ireland, hasn't it? You know, but I'm reluctant to give it to Ireland because Ireland's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Is he above and beyond? But I mean, I can't see him getting 50 odd goals next season. But 
if he does get 50 odd goals but is it, I mean that must be an English thing where you don't you're sort of rooting for the underdog all the time it's, yeah. it's like today everyone's going to be watching this game on TV hoping that Everton can get a result Yeah. but then they'll probably be watching Arsenal later going oh Brighton can get a result yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's going to be a yeah. bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, you know we're getting close to Liverpool now, coming into coming to the end of the M62. So uh, well, uh, you know the nerves are starting to kick in. I mean, I'm trying to hold them back, and we've we've been in this position numerous times previously. So maybe the nerves are not as high as uh, or not as bad as what sort of what they, they usually are but we're still very very nervous you know what I mean but we'll t- I mean I'm expecting us to slip up at some point because we don't normally we, we've won every everyone every position we've been in like this we've come through it now my law of average you said there's going to be one that we do slip up whether it's this year and if it isn't this year it's going to be more than likely the next one after this you know yeah. what I mean so yeah um, you know, you just got to embrace it. When, when people ask me what's going to be, what what's going to happen, I was just embrace it and just enjoy it for what it is. Hopefully, we can get a good result and uh, carry on. Pep expecting Arsenal to win all their games. Uh, he obviously wants us to win all ours, and uh, we'll see how we go. But win every game to the end of the season, you win the treble. So well, that's it. But yeah. it's, who knows? We're not even talking about who that. Knows? Yeah. A couple more away games. There's only one person who can get you dreaming, though, and that was Pep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I, I just love at the moment, even if we don't do the treble, I just love that United fans are absolutely like scared of Liverpool catching them and scared of us doing the treble. It's absolutely brilliant, like because obviously they. I mean, I said to one lad the other day, one of the chef, the chef at his Rovi, he said, I said, oh, what happened to this? Manchester winning all the trophies. And he went, oh, well, we'll let you down there. And I said, well, you know, we might let you down, but at the end of the day, like, it's them being scared of us doing it, which is even better. Um, And then even if we do beat them in the FA Cup, even if we do beat them in the FA Cup final, and then we win the the thing, it'd be even better that, you know. So I'm obviously dreaming and can't stop thinking about it, really. So, uh, yeah, yeah, let's see if we get a result today. And uh, even if we don't, we're still one point clear, so... Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I have read that. I didn't, again, I'm not even looking at league table, but people have said even if we get even if we get beat today, I'll draw. It's still in our hands, so I mean that give, does give us a bit of a cushion. And, and, but. and also, and also, just one quick point. Um, obviously, it was it, was it like eleven? How, how many years ago was it when we when we left Main Road as well? So it's like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were going on about that the other day. 2003, wasn't it? 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so no, we'll you know, see. That, that, was, that was, you know, where the club's gone from there to now. It's yeah. just unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. And anyone that says, you know, like Everton obviously moving into a new ground, that's like similar. There'll be a lot of Everton fans going, oh, you know, I can't leave Goodison and all that. But when you get a new ground like this, it opens up to a lot more investment. Yeah, yeah, of course it a does. lot more, a lot more hope for your club. And without this, without our, without the Etihad, I don't think maybe we might not have got the investment. So yeah, yeah. And obviously, who knows, who knows, who knows what would have happened if we had stayed at Main Road? But yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, so. everyone everyone goes on about the Etihad being empty and stuff. But I probably wouldn't change it for the. I wouldn't change. No, it I, I, I would not As much as I like Main Road, I won't go back. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to enjoy the, and embrace the new stadium, like everything. It, things move on, football moves on, stuff moves on. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, we're coming anyway. to the end of the M62, so get ready to the game, couple of hours, just over a couple of hours to kick off, so yeah. we'll see you up the Blues. Up the Blues.